adventure through a wasteland twisted by dark magic, undead monsters, and contagious insanity where life and death are no longer opposites, but a spectrum of cruelties. Emerging from the dregs, an old king makes one final attempt to save his realm. Today's episode is brought to you by the newest project of Lee Ellis, author of the Kill Dash series, God Blood is a grim, dark short story with the audio runtime of two hours available on Audible and a digital print available for those that prefer reading. This exciting adventure is available now. But parents beware, it's not for the faint of heart. Stay tuned after the episode for an exclusive audio clip of God Blood. This episode is brought to you by Roland Low Industries, customized 3D printing and more. You can find them on Facebook, Instagram, or their email at rollinlowindustries.com. Our prints won't fall flat. Welcome to the Nerdy Old Men Podcast, the greatest nerd geek and pop culture podcast in history, with your host, Redneck Wes. He keeps screwing up, people. And that old bald man, Chad. Come on, man. This is a fun place. Don't be a Hey, Wes. Hey, Chad. Mark. Hello. Mark is here with us. Yes. Because he was nice enough to invite us up here to, where are we, Wes? Smoky Mountain Geek Expo yes. here in Waynesville, North Carolina. That's our right. first out-of-state con. Yes. Thanks to Mark. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah it won't be the last won't be the last. I, don't, I don't know yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, thanks for thanks for inviting us out and sharing oh, no your uh, yeah. space with us here yeah mark said that he'd send guido out to break our kneecaps if we didn't come up here so we're here <laughs> guido being Cortland, who's not, who's not here yet. he's not, he's here, still yet. not here yet he's not here so we will have to punish him when he when he arrives but uh yeah man it, it's neat that uh, it was a nice drive up here not too long about an hour and 20 minutes from Knoxville. Nice fall day to leaves, leaves look nice. And uh, this is nice. Big, big uh, open bay area here with some nice heaters because it's cold outside. Right over us. <laughs> right on top of us. So we're going to melt. But, um, yeah, you know, walk around this a little bit. We're going to walk around here a bit more and see who we can run into and things like that. There's a lot of – what's neat about this that I've noticed so far is there's a lot of uh, handmade stuff here. Yes. Um, so geek-centric handmade things. So that's pretty awesome. So, what's been going on, Mark? Uh, just, well, you know, uh, I had mentioned last time that I was going on a vacation. Just got back two days ago yep. from that. So, uh, that that was uh, very nice. <laughs> um, <laughs> to get away from And then immediately got back to North Carolina and started having uh, sinus issues. So, uh, oh, my boy. wife's like, you're allergic to North Carolina, aren't you? Because I was fine on the beach. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and then here we are. So, um, I think that's going around where everybody right now. But, yeah. But we had our uh, our monthly D and D event last night at our house, and yes. uh, and we got up uh, early and headed up here. So it's it's been a uh, a nerd weekend for us. So it's pretty good. Pretty good. So we've been playing, man. You've been playing anything recently? Um. Yeah, uh, I've been playing some. Um, what is it called? Um, uh, I'm drawing a blank on it, but uh, it's that uh, Middle Earth game where you like fight hordes of orcs. Like it, uh, like it's the, it's the second one. one in the the series. The first one was like Shadows of Mordor or something like that, and this was the second one. I've been playing that a lot when I'm not on the beach. <laughs> is this a, a board game or electronic game? Uh, it's it's a video game. Okay, yeah, 
night. Yeah. I, hadn't, I hadn't seen that. Oh, and hey, here's Cortland. <laughs> Where is he? Hey, in. there he is. Late as usual. Look yes. at that guy. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, we, uh, uh, so we're playing Ravenloft, and uh, so that's pretty awesome. Uh, other than that, I've been uh, playing some Star Wars Legion, as I do. Uh, had a had a big win the other day against a, uh, a super awesome opponent. Um, ended up coming down to kill points against Ryan, who is the the head man in charge of Stabcast, which is a local uh, Legion centric podcast. So um, yeah, we we've heard all about that. Felt, felt, uh. lucky, felt lucky about felt lucky about that about that fight. As so Chad's over there grinning. It was a bloodbath, but I come out on top. So how did DKOMG so. do? He survived as usual. He survived. I was I was making that comment last night to somebody here while we were setting up. A about um, how I, I at, uh, at the uh, Rocky Top Game Con that like it the setup for the Legion was so cool because it was every planet represented yeah. and, and every every one of them looked unique in its own right and that uh, that was just so such a, a cool setup compared to the um, uh, for the Warhammer it was all identical because it was a tournament uh, that it had to be fair or something. had to had to be normal see and that's yeah. different with Legion because it it each table can be different it doesn't it's just random. You know, yeah. so it's just a random thing. Kind of where wherever you're gonna you get, draw. Well, where, where, wherever you're going to end up. But those guys do a really, really good job. And I'm working on that myself, doing a uh, a Tatooine Lothal type desert thing. I just ordered a, a desert map, and and all the uh, well, you've the been tra- doing a lot well, of the printing train, here lately. The train that I've printed is is predominantly that, but I want to do a Scarif one too because I've got a green a green mat. So that's pretty awesome. But uh, <clears throat> but yeah, man, I, I, that's that's my kind of thing. That's what I've been doing and printing and stuff like that. Wes is printing a big dragon. Uh, Giant silver dragon uh, on his resin. It's it's going to take a while. I, I think I figured it out. If I if I stay on pace at one part a day, I've only got twenty eight days of printing to do. So <laughs> yeah. this is massive, uh, but it's been fun. Been learning a lot on on that. But and on the final day, the thing will split in half, and you're like, no. <laughs> I, if this thing splits in half, something bad wrong has happened because <laughs> I'm, I'm, print, I'm printing it solid, so it is. Uh, uh, it's it's going to be heavy. That's pretty awesome. But it's it's been fun, uh, been printing, and then you know we had D and D last night, and we're over here today, so it's yeah, it's good good stuff. A lot and going on. We'll yeah. try to uh, play some games after a while, maybe. And yeah, uh, I brought some. <laughs> yeah, and we'll do some we'll do some fun stuff here and, and run around and see who we can find. So uh, as usual, one of these con uh, episodes tends to be uh, several parts of little interviews and little talks and things like that. So uh, hang on with us. We got some exciting stuff coming. Rant. This, <laughs> I'll put rant number one because yeah, I'm sure there'll be yeah, another yeah, one to come. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I started this. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Cortland. So Cortland comes in and uh, and, he, and, and and he sits down here and he gets Wes stirred up <sighs> in like half a second. I mean, he's known Wes for about a year now, I guess, and he's already found where the buttons. He knows are. the buttons, and so he started in with She Hulk, and it's gone downhill from there. Oh, no. So we we wanted to make sure that we got at least some of this captured, uh, just in case. I had a good flow just going. In case so Wes spontaneously I'm... combusts and explodes, and we never see him again, <sighs> so <laughs> you couldn't get that lucky. So let's, let's go. What 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 the kind of the thing was here was um, as as we know, and it may be a surprise to you listeners, but Wes is a pretty old school kind of fan when it comes to um, to comic characters, and Coraline is a big fan of the MCU. So this is kind yeah. of the thing is is Wes is is the. Um, I'm gatekeeping. Go ahead. Yeah, and say you're, it. Gatekeeping. I'm gatekeeping. you're gatekeeping. You're gatekeeping. Oh, yeah. You're 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 you kids get off my uh, get off Marshall my lawn. lawn. Yeah. <laughs> so so let, let, proceed, Wes. 
<laughs> well, he, he wants me to go I've already wound up I mean, now, he's right the the now he's nervous <laughs> no I can talk <laughs> you know let's go with the Hulk thing again okay you know, without without the political parts <laughs> <laughs> mans are bad there, there's the whole crux of She-Hulk um, Mars over here shaking his head yeah, no, Mars like, no that's not it oh god <laughs> But now I haven't seen the show, so yeah. I haven't seen the show. But most of you guys have seen the show, yep. so it, it, what? How about the comparisons to to your experiences, Wes, with with She Hulk? As well, I, I, I did love the, the fact that she would talk to the audience, you know, breaking the fourth wall. Yeah. I loved that. Um, the CG, eh, you know, it wasn't great, but I've seen worse, you know. But they. And I know Thor: Love and Thunder. <laughs> CGI yes. was god awful. Yeah. Oh god, that, that's another. <laughs> anyway, <so laughs> okay. Uh, but they're, you know, they're what they were trying. I think they were trying to do too much in yeah. the first season because they they didn't know. And this is my opinion. You know, feel free to make it yours. <laughs> and it's okay if you're wrong. Um, but they didn't know where they were going to go. Right. Like the first few episodes, they're all over the place. They're, they're, they want to tell a story, but they don't know what story they want to tell. Right. And I think that's a, a problem when you're adapting the books to film. Mm-hmm. is because, you know, it's hard to take 60, 70 years worth of material and be like, okay, well, what story do we want to tell? Well, let's tell them all. At once. At the same time. You know, and it's like, mm, and then you start. And this is where, like, I understand that people own rights to different characters, or because that was like we were talking about, like the Hulk movies. You know, that's why he can be in the MCU, but they can't do a, a Hulk movie because Universal. Yeah, their oh. hands are tied. They have to like shoehorn him in anything they can get. It's kind of one of those things, like Sony and. No, and I didn't Spider-Man. realize. I didn't realize that. Yeah, yeah Universal owns the rights sense, to yeah. Hulk, but it, it's it's but like Disney owns the yeah. Marvel. Yeah, and it, it's kind of like. Spider-Man, you know, Sony owns the rights to Spider-Man. But right. That's why we the, uh, throw him in the MCU, and we've kind of Sony found out they can make a lot of money if they just, yeah. hey, we'll let you play with our toys. Yeah, you yeah. know, and, and, and that's why the 2008 movie is uh, made by Universal or distributed by Universal, I guess. Oh, they okay. Made Which I I liked the Hulk, <laughs> like uh, Edward Norton. Uh, you know, I, I was kind of eh, he's not a bad Bruce Banner, uh, but his the Hulk that they used in that one was freaking scary. Yeah. The yeah. Hulk in in the MCU is a teddy bear compared. To yeah, I mean they kind of make him. Yeah. It, weaker than I would like. Yes. Yes. But uh, but uh, along the She Hulk stuff, what is the? Because I'm unfamiliar. What is the difference between, I guess, the literature version? Well, in, in the book, she's actually a good lawyer. Right. In the okay. TV show, she's, she's kind of not. not. <laughs> yeah, see, that's what I was expecting, and I'm just like, well, where, where's the lawyering? I, this is what I wanted to tune in for. Well, uh, in, in the comics, after a little bit, you know, she really embraces the the whole I'm She-Hulk, and she she stays She-Hulk. You know, she'll say, I'm Jennifer Walters. Yes. But she's saying it as She-Hulk. Right. Um, they, they really kind of make the, the – start out, you know, she's like, I don't want to be She-Hulk, and, you know, and they kind of – over time, she kind of accepts it. Right. Um, but it, it, the thing that got me was just every episode. It's and political work. You know, <laughs> you know it, it's it's men are bad and women are, you know, better at everything. Yeah. Was how I came across, you know, it just came across to me. And well, like, no, and, and, and forthright, I, I, 
if it's part of the character's story and they want to express that, um, then I'm okay with that. But recreating it for the purpose of trying to, to, to serve some kind of purpose, I I it's, would probably have an issue with, with it's that. Um, Checkbox. Well, you know, it, it goes virtue to, to me. To me, it, uh, I uh, what is it? Um, Falcon Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. There were a few of uh, I watched that whole series. Mm-hmm. There were a few uh, episodes and scenes that I absolutely loved. Uh, U.S. Agent when he was. With, surely to God, y'all have, have seen this, but you know, I, oh, yeah. I, I, I mean, you know, it, there's a spoiler here if somebody hasn't watched that show. When U.S. agent as Captain America bashes that terrorist with this shield, yeah. and blood goes everywhere, yeah, that's the kind of Marvel stuff that I wanted to see. But then they start throwing in a bunch of of, of political things that I don't want. To me, the nerd geek stuff is it should be an escape from that kind of thing. To me, well, I mean, they're always and you're always going to argue that Captain America was a political you know, maybe, character. Maybe I mean, in the because beginning, it, you know, maybe in the beginning he was used for for uh, uh, a lot of propaganda. Used propaganda a lot of propaganda. Things, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I mean, you can you can tell some stories that are. trying to think how to phrase this there there are stories it's like we want to hit this button you know because we want to say something about it right and i think sometimes that you can do that but you don't have to cram it down the viewer's throat so that was one of the things i liked about the x-men comics is they would say stuff but it wouldn't be so much in your face as it's in the background and you can you pick it up yeah but it's not you're not getting beat over the head well, every the, page. Well, the X Men, that is dealing with a social issue. The X Men themselves, yeah. That, I mean that that's Absolutely. up front, and that doesn't have to be. Yeah, but what I'm saying is you're not obvious. you're not getting you're not getting <clears throat> beat to death. Well, no, you know there's that's just I mean that's understood as part of it. Like in, in my personal opinion, I feel like in general, no matter what genre, like uh, pop culture universe you're in. It's going to mirror your life regardless of what you do. Like you, you, it's like a reflection of how the real world is at the time or whatever. But like to Wes's point, you shouldn't cram it down people's throats like they are doing with a lot of movies nowadays. Yeah. Like you, you can touch on these issues because it's important. Yes. Yeah. No, I, I, I totally agree with you yeah. because the, it, in all kinds of things, it's like mm-hmm. that. Because the, the X Men is, is very obvious a discrimination thing, and it's factual, and it's completely okay, and that's the the, the thing of it. You know, the original Star Wars stuff was really a, a kind of a reflection on the Cold War. Yeah. Uh, so th- those are are things that that are important. But you're absolutely right. I hate the well when you start changing things because this gosh, I man. want it to be this way. Well, yeah. it's never you know he's never said that or they've never done that or she you know she wouldn't act that way. Oh, but we're going to do it this way. Because Make a character. Make a character to that. That is to something that highlight this this thing that you want to do. That's I'm I'm good the with way, that. The way comics have gotten now, which is God, I wasn't going down this rabbit hole, but uh, <laughs> thanks, Cortland. Uh, no problem. But like <laughs> I, they they've the rabbit hole. I, I mean, that's why I'll go to I'll go to Mike's and look for old comics. Yeah, yeah. Instead of because the new ones I can't. They're they're garbage. Um, and I don't know if you're familiar with Eric July. No, I am. I am he, not. He's a he's a content creator. Um, he he's got several different things that he does. 
but he has created, you know, everybody's always like, well, create your own, create your own. So he was sick of the stories that were being told in modern comics. So he created his own universe, the Ripper universe. Okay. A uh, Ripperverse. And he uh, created, because I just got the book, uh, Isom number one. I haven't got to dig into it yet, but it was a uh, Kickstarter that mm-hmm. he'd done. I don't know, raised like three or four million dollars uh, wow. to do this because people wanted something where it's like, look, we're just going to tell a story. Yeah. We're not going to try to force our political beliefs on you or ideologies on you. We're telling a story. Yep. Well, and you know what? That's kind of the advantage of having a lot of these indie comics and these independent. Well, what, what was <laughs> wild is you, you, the, you know, the, and I'm not going to mention them, um, but the mainstream comic stuff, you mm-hmm. know, people in the industries, they don't want to cover it. You know, oh, he's, you know, he's grifting, you know, he's just, no, nobody's going to get these books, this, that, right. and the other. Yeah, we, we got the books. Apparently people and, did. And, yeah. you know, when you raise three or four million dollars, you know, Apparently somebody wants to read this. Yeah, there's a there's somebody a, wants there's to a desire escape, yeah. and that and that's his whole thing. So um, if you get a chance, um, get on YouTube, check out Eric July, um, his Ripperverse. Um, you know he's he's created his own universe. He's creating new characters. They're all, you know original. Well, I guess as original as you can get. You know because well, yeah, God yeah. knows every power and well, existence has yeah, been yeah. been made. Used, but yeah. but he's he's got original stories and stuff that that he's doing. And and that's why I like you know coming to shows like this you know because here in a little bit I'm gonna get up and run around I'm I'm sure someone has got a an independent comic that I'm gonna pick up yep um because I think people are telling better stories which is sad because you've got you know in some cases eighty years worth of stories that you could tell yeah you got to try to tell them all at once. You know, right. make it make sense. I think that was like going back to She-Hulk. I think that was a problem. It didn't know where it wanted to go. But instead, they're trying to adhere to like the modern audience, like trying to push certain agendas and all that <laughs> but, stuff. But <laughs> is that advantageous for the company? Yeah, uh, apparently yeah. not, because comic book sales are they're in the crapper. Yep. So maybe going back to the roots. Yeah, the way things were might be better. Like well, what? I mean, because like I said before, honestly, I, I think that <clears throat> you can tell a story about mm-hmm. something serious using these fictional characters, right? But sometimes it's an escape. Sometimes you don't want well the audience to deal smart. with that again uh, because you turn on the six o'clock news or whatever, and then you're like, ah, I don't want to watch this. So you go and you turn on Disney Plus or Netflix or something. You want to watch a show to escape from it, and you run into it again. <laughs> and some people just yeah. don't want to do that. You know, and I think it's okay to to shed light on some things, right? Using these characters, and it's always been done that. I mean, it, Stan Lee wrote stuff like that, yeah, right. But he he said, you know, <clears throat> don't Disney don't escape. Well, uh, Disney, I think Disney got too big for their britches. Just well, yes, it's the most magical place on earth. No, it's not. <laughs> it's, it's pretty magical. No. <laughs> pretty expensive. That's why I don't go. I went recently, and he went recently. It's it's, yeah. it's, it's pretty magical. I gotta uh, say. <laughs> well, not unless you have a cold while you're doing it. Oh, that's true. You you had a cold. That was rough on you. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> waiting just, waiting an hour plus in line for uh, the uh, Avengers Campus Spider Man ride yeah. or whatever. That that was rough. That was rough. I'm all sick. <laughs> oh, no. I, I don't know. I just. <laughs> But now, you know, I mean, we've been bashing that kind of stuff, but there has yeah. been some really good well, stuff. Really good stuff. Uh, WandaVision, 
I loved WandaVision. I, and what, a lot of people didn't get the fact that they were making fun of the different errors. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, yeah, the yeah. sitcoms yes, and yes. How, it, how it evolved. Did, did you like that one, Cortland? Did you oh, like WandaVision? Oh, yeah, yeah, I did. It's pretty high up there on my list. Yeah, and I liked Loki a ton. Oh, yeah. I really liked Loki. I did not care too much for uh, Winter Soldier Falcon. I, I, like, See, I, I liked I, parts, I of, parts of it. There were parts of it I liked a yeah. lot. But uh, what maybe gets, I'm just biased because I'm a big Captain America fan. Well, it could be. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean Wes is too. I know yeah. things have changed in the comics, but it's like I hate when you change characters. You know, to to be changing them. You know, he's like, yeah. oh, we have to have. Well, it, that one was okay. Um, I have not seen um, She Hulk. I, I'll maybe watch. There's it. some funny parts in it, but it just I, I feel like just if didn't you hit. haven't started it yet, you probably are are good to skip out on it maybe just like do highlight reels or whatever there's yeah. not a lot of highlight reels that, I, that'd, be a quick, a, that'd be a quick that'd be a quick video um well i'm 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 100 dove in star wars is my thing it always oh, yeah. has really been my thing but now it's really my thing and um so that's kind of where i'm at if, I, if i've got time to watch something i'm either watching videos about Star Wars lore, or I'm watching new episodes of Vandor, or waiting for something else to come out, so that's kind of my thing. uh, Have you ever watched Star Wars Explained on YouTube? I don't know if I've watched them or not. So, you should probably definitely check them out, because they, like, every every week or every day, I forget how their schedule works, but, like, they always drop, like, lore videos, and just, they just do reviews on the the newest series and stuff like that, and every every, uh, May the 4th, they do, like, a whole whole ass, uh, Star Wars timeline video, yeah, like well, that's awesome. Everything, <laughs> you know, um, Screen <laughs> Crush, Screen Crush. If you've ever watched Screen mm-hmm. Crush, they do on all of these streamers. So they do Marvel and stuff too. And that guy's really good, Ryan Area, okay. I think is his name is, and he's really good too. But I've been watching. There's a guy called Generation Tech. All right, and he's really chill, and he does some good videos, and he does reviews from shows, but he also does some deep dive lore stuff. Yeah. Have you ever watched him? I have not. I, I think his name is Will. He, he's really, really good, and I mean, he deep dives stuff into you know, the transition era between clones and and and, and constructed Wow! If only troopers. someone had ever wrote uh, many books about this. Here we go. Here we go. I, wow, can, has anybody got a sound effect for like get off my lawn? I'm gonna do that. <laughs> you should. We need one like Clint. Isn't there like a Clint Eastwood movie where he says that he can like get oh, off I'm my gonna, lawn? I'm gonna find something. Wes is begging for this button. <laughs> yeah, I know. He's just on and on and on. Well, I'm I'm sorry. Just when you when you take something that I love and you trash it, you know, it's not. true. Trash. It's so good. Mark's over here about to, he's, he's losing it. He's about to flip this table. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> <laughs> but we're, uh, I mean, we'll dive into the Star Wars stuff sometime here after a while. But I, yeah. I, I wanted to get a little bit, everybody loves West Rant, so yeah. I had to get it on. But the I just first heard, of many. I heard that they are opening the doors and that there's a line of folks outside. So um, that's going to be awesome, um, man. Going to mill around and take a look at some stuff. Yeah. So. I was going to say, can I? Are are we confirming that we're doing whatever I mentioned earlier? Oh, <laughs> uh, sure. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I had this idea I pitched to these nerdy old nitpicking nerds. <laughs> I'm not as nitpicking <laughs> as this guy. <laughs> uh, I just had this idea, like after uh, Wakanda Forever comes out, I'm just yeah. like, let's let's just recap Phase Four and see see I like it. How, where where the dust settles and everything. I like, like it. We'll, see, we'll, see, we'll, God, does that mean I got to watch Captain Marvel again? Uh, if you've seen it once, you're good enough. I, uh, so you I, I tried to. I tried to. Captain Marvel's not in Phase Four. I just want you to know. Uh, that's <laughs> how much I cared about that. 
That's fair. See? <laughs> yep. We'll definitely get Cortland on and we'll do a little, uh, a little countdown. Because awesome. I hadn't seen all of them, so I can be kind of an yeah. impartial thing on that and poke at both of you. So it'll be pretty awesome. But yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll In put other words, Chad will take Cortland's side on everything because he's just crying yeah, out right, right, maybe. Yeah. It's just a battle between us two. It's like <laughs> I like it. Movie nerd versus comic nerd. Who wins? Uh, <laughs> well, so we, we got to go with comics because that's the original. So right. oh, whatever. We, <laughs> well, you, you, have not, you have nothing if there's no comics, Cortland. That's, ah, that's yeah, a yeah. Fact. You got other. But no. you don't have Marvel comics if it wasn't for the MCU because Marvel was on the brink of bankruptcy. They've done been bankrupt. <laughs> <laughs> Come up with something new. They were bankrupt Box years ago. Box office backed their... <laughs> and, and built them back up to where they are. When, now. Uh, you had Marvel. You had. You're, you're talking about Marvel Studios. There was there was actually Marvel movies before. They where do you think the rights went? See, they, they, they all sold these them. rights, and they built all this capital back up. So they brought all the rights back, and that's that's. They don't have all the rights back. We just Whatever. talked about Universal. So Hulk, what might, ha- what might Sony happen? Sony Spider Man. <laughs> so folks, by the end of the day, what might happen is is me and Mark might have to run the show and the store because these two guys are going to kill each other. So it's. Oh, <laughs> Lord I apologize mercy. if I hit the mic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Until next time, folks. Hang on, a man. We're going to see what else we can do. <laughs> you know, it's it's interesting, Wes. Uh, of course, you guys listen to this, you don't realize that it's been quite a while since the last little segment that we recorded. And the reason is because the, the place is extremely packed. Yes. And it's really interesting because we, we've been lucky to lucky to be invited to uh, several cons over the past you know two seasons we've done this show. And I anticipate this one to be relatively small because it's in a small town and a place I've never been. But maybe that's the reason that the place is completely packed. I, I would have to agree. I with mean, that. really, I can't. I mean, we went and looked around a little while ago. <laughs> it was shoulder to shoulder. It was like the. Uh, I mean, honestly, it was kind of like trying to go through the the uh, um, the vendor area at Dragon Con. How packed it gets. Yeah. And you know, we were talking to uh, to Mark a little earlier. This area doesn't have shows like this. They don't. They don't have cons. They've got to either go to Asheville, North Carolina, or Knoxville, pretty much, is my understanding. And I think that when you were able to give them something, it, a lot of people come out. They have really supported the show by by the looks of things because it, it's, you know, we're getting into the afternoon a little bit. There's football going on. There's, and there's still a ton of people. You know, there's beautiful weather. This place is still packed. And, and there, I, I still see people coming in. And there's a lot of cosplayers here, too. That that surprised me because I, I really... For a small con. I was figuring more, you know, the comic book vendor. Yeah. You know, people that have... Because there's people that... There's tons of people that have made things, you know. There's a lot of... And we would really love to talk to some of those people. But unfortunately, it's like it's a, you know, one-person show. <laughs> you yeah. know, they've got one person sitting at their booth, and that's, you know, that's pretty much it. Here comes Boba Fett. That, that's a 501st Boba Fett, so well, there's, it's there's pretty a phenomenal. There's Boba a, Fett, uh, Black Kersantin. Yeah. Black Kersantin. And uh, that that dude or lady has got to be on a little bit of stilts or something. Because yes. That's, uh, it, and Lord Vader is wandering around somewhere. I, I, did, see, I did see Mr. Vader earlier, so... Uh, they need to. They need to see my imperial. Show your allegiance. My man. imperial tattoo on my bicep there. So, um, but you know what? I, I, I'm constantly surprised when we come into this group of uh, of people that like the things that we like. Mm-hmm. And it's so interesting. I mean, it, you know, we did a show about cons, just yes. cons in general. 
But man, I don't know that we were informed enough to even do that show because we've come to some, you know, Fanboy is big. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Fan Fest was pretty big. Uh, Rocky Top, uh, Smoky Mountain Collector Showcase uh, are different size as well. And this one and, you know, the others that we got to, they all have their different kind of life about them, I think. And uh, it, it, it was just, it's just, I don't know, I'm just surprised that there's, well, just, it's packed. I, I mean, you know, I like small cons because you, you, like yep. you see everything. For a small con, there's a lot of stuff here. A lot of stuff going on. You know, we wanted to have, you know, we were like, hey, we'll, we'll hang out with Mark and Cortland and get them on stuff. Man, they're, the register just doesn't stop them. <laughs> so. I'm glad to see Mark's getting his money's worth out of Cortland today. That's, that's He's today. got him working they hard. Even hear you on but, that. but we've had a lot of people coming up and just wanting to talk to us about the podcast. Yeah. Which is great because we love was, was, interacting yeah. with people. But that, that's one reason we've not really recorded a lot because yeah, we've talked to a lot of people. Guys, so, I mean, it, it's, it's phenomenal. But we've, we've met people. Uh, there was one gentleman we were talking to who makes custom figures. Yeah. And ba- he was showing Bandai, us some of his stuff. Bandai uh, Star Wars um, plastic models mixed with Black Series Star Wars action figures. He's making phenomenal f- figures. And he showed us a bunch of pictures of that. And then just out of the blue, the guy just comes walking up out of the blue and says, hey, let me show you this. And uh, then the lady we talked to uh, it was in a uh, Star Trek uniform. Yes. She came over, and, and so we hit her with the, well, who's your favorite captain? And, and, but, and, and she's, she's like, like yeah, that's an easy question. You know, that's a, that's a, so I, I came up with, well, who's your favorite engineer? Do you go with LaForge or do you go with Chief O'Brien? Right. And she's like, no one's ever asked that question before. And you can see. <laughs> yeah. And she came back by later on. Yeah, she, she went away go, and come back and was like, you know, I got goes, an answer she for goes, you. I got an answer for you. And we're like, okay. And she's like, Chief O'Brien. So, yep. But yeah. it was, you know, she got a big kick out. She stood and talked to us and she showed us some of her artwork that she had done. Yeah, and, um, and we and, and hopefully you're listening to the show uh, because you said you were going to listen Star to Trek one, of our, one, one of our hats. Uh, we really do want to talk to you about your artwork because she made some really pretty art, and she showed us a picture of a painting she did of uh, Riker uh, from Star Trek, and someone had sent it to Jonathan Franks. Jonathan Franks, the actor, and he's he got sent it, a picture. Yeah, he's got a thumbs up and showing it in the camera, which I think is really, really awesome. And uh, so that's pretty cool, man. But you just—that's the beauty of it. Just because a show may not seem like a big show, doesn't mean you should ignore it. Especially I'm, if you—if just take the time to go and check. check I'm the thing telling out. you, I will, I will, I will die on this hill. You can have, in my opinion, you can have more fun at a small show. Then you can a big show. Some big shows can be a bit overwhelming, and not, and you can't get in to look at anything. Dragon Con, yeah, absolutely. Because yeah. I mean, there's been times I know because we've been together before, and there's yeah. times it's like. I mean, I hate to say it because it, at first it was fun, but it, it got to where it wasn't fun anymore, and I doubt I'll ever go again. But that's just me, you know. That's just me. I would rather come to like this or one of the other shows that we've gone to, you know. But. Well, I like to be able to see things yeah. because there are some very creative people. I mean, I saw these these one ladies had made all of these different items, and I, I don't know how to classify because some of them were like little figurines that they had made that they had knitted. Uh, but it was one thing that caught my eye because I've got daughters, and mm-hmm. they, they like to play with makeup and stuff. But she had made like a brush holder. Yeah. But it was like some, I, I didn't know the anime, I'm sorry. But, you know, had the, where it would roll up, had a little tie 
for it and everything. And I'm like, well, that's neat. You know, you know, something that you're not going to find at you know the big box stores. That's true. And, and let me, since you said anime for just a minute, let me make a call out to any of our fans that are big fans of anime. We need a subject matter expert in that because Wes and I are yes. woefully inadequate with our knowledge. If of it's that. not Robotech or Dragon Ball, but we Ballsy, do, but I we do, but we, anyway. I would like to learn more about it. There is some fascinating writing in that and things like that. So I'd like to know some about it. So one of y'all reach out to us because I know there's some folks out there that, that love anime. So. Let us know on that because we, we need uh, we need you as uh, as one of our subject matter experts. Our resources, <laughs> yes. But I, I'm looking around. Every time I turn my head, there's a cosplay, which is small cons I don't expect. But uh, you know, anyway. So we we, we you know we talked uh, oh, a while back about props and costumes and yes. things for Halloween and stuff. So it, it, have the kids uh, come up with anything uh, specific? Oh uh, Lord, this is this is where my my kids. I know they bounce their, around a lot on they, some of these things. Do. So what's up now? Um, well, Isabel has decided that she wants to be a mermaid. There's one in the corner right yes, now. Yes, there you is one that okay. you can take a picture with. <laughs> um, she's wanting to be a mermaid. And I'm yeah. like, okay, that's fine. Well. She's wanting, well, I don't say she's wanting to. They went ahead and bought it. Um, but our dog, Aspen, is going to be a crab. That's awesome. They bought a crab costume so That's that awesome. her and the dog can go around the neighborhood trick-or-treating, begging for candy as a mermaid and a crab. My other That's daughter, brilliant. Kaylee, has decided she wants to be Lori from Shark Tank. That's awesome. <laughs> she came, she what? Has, she has got her and Isabel have gotten into watching Shark Tank. With Straight my up, wife. dude. If you if if she does this, I'm sending you picture to Lori to tweet that I, out yeah. because that is phenomenal. But she that's something she came up with. Uh, she, that's awesome. She is man. taking a running poll uh, because according to her, everybody likes everybody likes Lori. Yeah. Uh, nobody likes Kevin. Uh, that's what she says, even though I'm like, well, they like Kevin. Yeah, have to. Um, but that was something she decided. And I'm like, I'm, I'm, how many little kids want to be Lori from Shark Tank? That's pretty amazing. Uh, but that's that's their sense of humor. They they love stuff like that. But So, yeah, I, I don't have to build anything to my That's my surprising. Knowledge. Yeah. I don't have to build anything for Halloween this year, which. What? Yeah, I'm like, ooh. But, yeah, they want <laughs> to be a mermaid and, and Lori from Shark Tank. That's funny. <laughs> That's funny. Um, so, so, Lori, if you're listening to the show, of, yes. and you'd like to invest <laughs> yes. in the Nerdy Old Podcast. We, we, we will. <laughs> we'll break off some shares for you, I promise. We will, we um, will give you some equity in our show. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> our valuation is not great. But, <laughs> but no, we... Uh, um, but, I mean, uh, this but, you know, I built... Uh, I've told you I've been working on uh, this uh, A8 Avenger for Mass Effect. I've been printing yes. parts. I've got all the parts printed now. Loving that 3D printer now, yes. aren't you? So good. So good. But now i got to get some sandpaper and smooth it out a little bit. And i got some airbrush colors. It's You know, it's aluminum and black pretty yeah. much. But, uh, and, you know, I'm going to add some other stuff to it. But I, uh, I've i decided, I'm, you know, I'm going to sand all the parts down, paint them individually, and glue them all together. I can't freaking wait. No idea what I'm going to do with it. Hang it on the wall, probably. I don't know. You but, can't uh, hang it on the wall. You can get a room on the wall. I will find. You some, have to hang it on the I ceiling. I will find somewhere like, to put it. Do, <laughs> do not doubt me with putting things on the ceiling of the man cave. There's already a, an, an imperial flag up there. 
I can do this. It's I'll like find that's the only way you've got to go is up. <laughs> yeah, you you have no more room. <laughs> i got to move some things around. That's why I need to build a little house in the lot behind yeah, us. But it, it's neat because I've seen a lot of people. I, I saw a guy just a minute ago run around. He had, he had the... Uh, the Cloudbuster sword. Uh, and it was huge. And it was huge. huge. And, you know, he had lights in it and everything. Yeah. I've seen people, you know, different staffs and, and weapons and stuff that they have built. You know, that that's cool. Well, you know what's, what, again, it's interesting is that, uh, to my knowledge, this is a relatively small place. And not everybody can travel very far to go to a bigger con. And you have a place like this, man. I had to interrupt you just for the simple fact that, you know, Carnage just walked by. That's right, little kid uh, Carnage. But it, but but this it, is what's a, great is it's an opportunity to come and do you, this. You can bring your family to a show like this, yeah, and you've not really got to worry about a lot of you know because that's no, not Dragon Con at night. Uh, yeah, there's some, there's some <laughs> things that some of the bigger cons you're like mm, little eyes, little eyes. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but you know, it, there's a lot of kids running around here having fun, and, and it was neat too that people have been handing stuff out for you know for Halloween. Yeah, uh, I know. Uh, Mark's Mark, been giving away some Pokemon cards. He's been I think. giving away like some kind of special Halloween set or yeah, something. Yeah, something know, like they, that. Yeah, so that's pretty uh, cool. So that was cool. I mean, different people are doing different things, but like, you know, for a small town, yeah, it's probably like where we grew up. Yeah, if there was There's, a con in in, in Campbell G- County in Tennessee, this this, this is yeah, what it would be like. You know, the like place would be packed yeah. because there's not a lot to do usually. A perfect Pat Peely. You and you and uh, Brandon Johnson get oh. together, make a con up oh, there in Lord, Campbell that's County. What we need. That's right. That's what we need <laughs> the, right there. The, the gauntlet has been thrown down. Yeah, I challenge you guys do that. <laughs> what do we call it? Do we we'll, call it perfect con. We'll, we'll be a prime sponsor for that. We'll come in. It'll be awesome. Perfect con. Perfect con. <laughs> That's awesome. I don't that's, know. That's awesome. Yeah, I get like twenty five percent royalties if yeah, you use well, the name. Yes, yeah, <laughs> copyright that real quick. But, uh, but no, man. It's, I mean, it's pretty cool. I know you found you so far. You found a. I you found, found a, a, a GI Joe that I needed, so I'm down to three. No joke. Our, yeah, our GI Joe count is down to three down books. To three that I books need. left. So if anybody has an issue. <laughs> 122, 123, or 155 that they are willing to part with at a reasonable, reasonable price. price. <laughs> please contact Redneck West at the Nerdy Old Men Podcast. <laughs> Actually, that's not a valid address. That's not so a valid address. But just, uh, message him on Instagram. Hit me He's on the Instagram. one that runs the Instagram. So, but you know, it's 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 fun because I've looked at some books. You know, we've killed some time. Just you know, you've got to get out and enjoy these things. Yeah. So Chad and I have, have taken turns going around and checking stuff out, and I still don't think I've seen it all, even in you know a quote unquote small con. Still don't think it I've seen it. Ain't small, all. dude. Because there's so many people, and it's like, well, I'll come back. I'll come back. Yep, that's. But it, it's you know it's neat factual. because there's, and it's not you know how like you go to some cons and it's primarily okay. Everybody's dressed up as Star Wars something yeah. Star Trek something. Yeah. there is we've seen comics I've seen video games I've seen anime I, I mean there is everything yeah and, yes. and that's cool uh, and young and old alike are enjoying it and that's what's fun so I really hope that uh, this con does well oh yeah hope, hope yeah. that they uh, they do it again next year hope uh, Mark Rogers is back <laughs> come hang out with him <laughs> in Cortland <laughs> Uh, looks like he's having a really good day. Yeah, we were aggravating him. He's standing right here by, behind us. <laughs> but he's busy busy working the register. Yeah, they're giving him grief on that. Uh, but, I mean, there, there's just a lot of people running around. I see a little Spider-Man over at the ATM right now. Yes. So he must have talked Mommy into uh, into yeah. buying something. He's more web 
web producing stuff, you know. <laughs> we, we call it web flute, but okay. That's right. Hey, look, man, I'm not a Marvel guy. You know that. But it, it, it's neat to see families out enjoying this. I mean, this is something we didn't have growing up. I know we've said that a hundred times if we've said it once, but it is really neat. Uh, and everybody's been really nice to us here in North yeah, Carolina. So, right. um, so, change gears a little bit. <laughs> you said that. No, I didn't grind it. I can grind the straight shift. But you know, uh, um, you haven't watched Andrew yet. I have not. You gotta watch Andrew. Well, I am on vacation this week, so that is on my list. I think you'll like it. Now, as you left, if I don't, he's gonna get so mad. I'm it's, like, doing mad. Uh, look, bro, it's look, man, it's it's slow, but it's for a purpose. It may be the most fleshed out, in my opinion, fleshed out uh, character development story that they've really ever done. You know, you're not jumping into something that is already developed. You know, it's it it's really good. I like it a lot, but I like that aspect of Star Wars. And uh, you know, but you remember, you were leaving the house last night. <laughs> this is funny. Yeah. <laughs> and me and Toy Man Terrence were talking about. Andor. As I close the door, all <laughs> and, I hear is, you don't like it because there ain't no space wizards That's exactly in it. what I said because he was like, Meh. you know how he is. He's like, meh, meh, it's slow. It's meh. And I was like, you just don't like it because there's no space wizards in it. It doesn't have to be about the force. <laughs> and, and he's just like, meh, meh, meh. you know how he is. But God love him. He, he's 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 one of our he's a brother to us, but he hates everything. <laughs> you know, if y'all think I hate everything, yeah, you've you've not met Toy Man Terrence. Toy Man there is no movie or TV show that holds up to his standards. None. <laughs> and I, I mean, I know we always go on about gatekeeping and stuff, but you know, I go back. Their standards, you know. Uh, I mean, I have high standards, but good lord. Yeah, that's true. Terrence but no, I think I think you'll like this one. I really do. Um, if you liked Rogue One, I think you'll like this. Um, so I, I've been a big fan of it. Those thus far, it's a lot darker. I mean, it really is. I like the explodey parts of Rogue One. Well, this has got explodey parts. It takes a little while, so bear with it. But it is it is violent and it is dark, and it shows the the. I mean, it shows the world of. Um, uh, it just shows the dark side of Star Wars. Not, not no pun intended. Intend your because puns. there is no there is no dark side. I mean, it, these are these show. You know, foot soldiers of the uh, growing rebellion, and in it, I mean, uh, up until recently, it hasn't really shown hardly anything from the empire uh, of you know predominance. You know, it's uh, but it really it. it well, when you I, saw I, the empire, you saw you saw the upper echelons, right? And stormtroopers, which I mean, we got some five first guys down here today, but um, stormtroopers are not the primary infantry unit for the Empire. And Vader used them like they were, but well, they were not. But, they, but he he is a high-level official, so he's got stormtroopers with him. And the stormtroopers, uh, a, a lot of um, YouTube channels and, and fan theory things, stuff like that, they, they, they say stormtroopers are much like the Marine Corps in modern day, so they're, they're a specialized um, uh, a branch of the armed forces that that are better trained, better armed uh, for certain purposes versus like fleet troopers. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, that's rebels, but uh, I forgot what they're naval troopers. I naval think troopers. Yeah. Um, you know, they're limited armor, limited weapons, and, you know, more of a peacekeeping force kind of a thing. And 
But with Andor, I think that it's it. You're going to get to see a little bit of. Of course, I haven't watched episode four yet, um, or five, whichever one is is the most recent. But you, you get to see that some of that transition time between um, the clone armies and the inscripted um, um, Imperial infantry, which I think is pretty neat. To me, that I mean, some people may that bore them to tears. Maybe that's why Terrence doesn't like it. I don't know, but to me, that's really interesting. But. Well, I think it, it like with the way. You, Things are written, you know, because, like, for instance, D&D, you know, we always were the heroes, you know, the adventurers. Yeah. You know, that's usually what you get in Star Wars is the adventurers. You don't get the NPC farmer or Barky. <coughs> well, right, but you also, because one thing that, that, I, that I've noticed in, like, um, a little bit in Rogue One, but in, in Andor, you... Is the other side the bad guys? Because I've heard this saying before, and I've said it before. What's the difference between a terrorist and, and a freedom, freedom fighter? fighter? The side you're on, <laughs> because these guys. I mean, like it, you see it in some of the other television series uh, for Star Wars that they've done on Disney now. Is that you know these stormtroopers, like in um, in Obi Wan, when Obi Wan and Leia get on the little transport and they pick up the stormtroopers, and those guys are like, Bleh. yeah, yeah. I mean, this is where I got freaking deployed to. This sucks. You yeah. know what I mean? They're just dudes. You know, they're they're just doing their job, man. And and they believe in their cause, and they think that it, that what they're doing is right. And I think that it's an interesting aspect to look at that other end. I would love to see them do a, a, a series entirely from the other side. Maybe follow a, a stormtrooper commander or something like that. Um, entirely from the other side to where they look like the, air quotes, good guys. Mm-hmm. And the rebels look like the bad guys. I think that'd be a neat take on it. It, it would be. It would be different. Um, Is then they do? Wouldn't there a film out uh, a World War Two uh, film out? And there were two. There was uh, it was in the Pacific Theater, and 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 one film was from the American aspect, and the other one was from the Japanese aspect. I'm, I'm not sure about Gosh, that. Gosh, I can't remember what that is. I know, I know. But, there but was something movie, to that effect. Uh, All Quiet on the Western Front was filmed from the German. Okay, perspective. Yeah, yeah, something like that, where you where you see it on a you, different you side. Sympath, you sympathize with you know the German character. Right, you know, right. and they are the quote unquote bad guys. Yes, yeah, yeah. But you're you're getting the film from you know because like he goes home and yeah, you know his mom's like you know be careful and we love you. Right, right, and, right, you know, right, right. Yeah. You know. I mean, these are common foot soldiers. You know? yeah. it's not it's not the, the the Gestapo or the Nazi Party. You know, I mean, these are just dudes that well, it, it would, <laughs> you know, it's their job. Same deal with like troopers, stormtroopers, and or or uh, naval troopers or something. Well, you know, like that, if you, you get know? Uh, if you go out and, and the U.S. government, you know, drafts you for for a war, you know, well, you're fighting to protect what your you're country. Doing, man. You know, it's your job. It's, you know, it's your job. Well, okay, if you're in another country and the same thing happens, you're fighting for your country. It's and your job. Like, it's just your job. You know the old saying is like, "Why are we fighting for this hill? And why are we dying on this hill?" Yeah, yeah. yeah Nobody yeah. knows why. Nobody, we just, but just we have to have do. this hill. Yeah. And I think that it, I think Andor is showing a little bit of that, although it is obviously very slanted towards the the building of the rebellion. Well, that's that's probably saying how I've not watched it, but I would say that's probably develop you know, for story development because oh, you, yeah, you know what's yeah, coming, yeah. you know. Yeah, no, and that's cool, and I get it. I mean, I'm an I'm an imperial sympathist, you know. I, I sit here and look at your, yeah, I've got you an know, imperial tattoo, tattoo on your arm. arm. Yeah, I mean, that's just how it is. That's just, I like that. I liked them. I like that. Um, and and I think that's a cool aspect of it. So, just like the um, I like the YouTube uh, show that I'm, I've told you about before, uh, Bucketheads. I've mm-hmm. only done two episodes of it, but it's phenomenally done. It is from the aspect of a stormtrooper unit. 
and them going on missions, and it's really cool. If you haven't seen it, it's it's really well done, man. Do they get anything done? <laughs> yeah, they do, and they're using like like battle tactics and stuff. I mean, they they went to try to recapture this uh, traitor, this defector. I mean, and they stack up on the door and do throw in a flashbang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, now that's a thing. <laughs> And I've said this theory. I, before. Get, I said this theory before, man. I've said it before that I think in the films, stormtroopers don't hit when there's a Jedi around. Because as you notice, also Vader, of course, Vader's badass. Let's not get that wrong. But he's going down the hallway, you know, at the end of Rogue One, mm-hmm. and they ain't hitting Jack. He's deflecting a lot of stuff. I get it, but their shots are just missing. And I think it's something with the force. It just makes it difficult for them to uh, to hit. Now, I, I can I, tell you what that's called. What's that? Plot armor. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But there's. I, I watched a YouTube video yesterday, maybe the day before. It gave me a different insight on that. Although I believe that's the truth. Vader gave them orders to take Luke and Leia and Chewie and, and yeah. Han alive. They're not going to try to kill them. And when you think about that, think about it, a soldier, a police officer, something like that in a deadly force situation, and you're ordered to not mm-hmm. do what your training has told you to do, you're going to die. <laughs> so that's, that's, that is another theory as to why they can't hit anything. Oh, well, I, I always thought that stormtroopers should, every, every stormtrooper in Star Wars should have set their weapon to stun. That's the only time you've ever seen them hit yeah, anything. Yeah, no, that, that's factual. <laughs> Well, and it's also a weapon thing, too. An E-11 blaster, which is a standard uh, infantry weapon for a stormtrooper, is a close-quarter battle weapon. It's not intended for any kind of long distances, Mm -hmm. okay? Um, Things like the T-21 and, gosh, I can't think of the other ones right now, the longer weapons. Those are intended for longer period shots. That's why you see that the desert troopers, the sand Mm -hmm. troopers, are carrying T-21s. And those are the same units that, that Mark, Mark acts like he's going to flip the table. Uh, those T-21s, that's the weapons used on Tatooine in Episode 4 mm-hmm. when they take out uh, Luke's aunt and uncle and when they attack Jawas. that when they attack yeah. that Jawas. That's what they're using because in the scenes when, you, when it shows them, they're carrying those big heavy rifles. They're intended to shoot longer distance and more accurate. So that's my theory, and again, I'm I am a, an imperial apologist and, <laughs> and supporter, surrogate, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> so that that's that that's my theory on that. I'd love to hear everybody else's theories when they <clears throat> chime in on why they can't shoot, which they can't shoot. They're they're afraid of rocks. Rocks. That's another thing. The armor. What the crap? It's mass produced junk, is what that is. You got took out by a bunch of teddy bears. Sit down, shut <laughs> no, up. That's true. That's true. Take you, your legs. Go. Have you, you seen that? <laughs> You seen that meme or whatever where the star, where the tro- stormtroopers like I joined the Empire to to uh, to uh, explore the, the world, world, but now now <laughs> now I'm on uh, what is it uh, for uh, space Vietnam? <laughs> have you seen I'm the Have you seen my, the? Uh, gosh, you somebody had, had did a uh, a YouTube video talking about that. Yeah, and like they've got the gameplay, and it's. Scary because these guys are like freaking out. You can hear yeah. it in their voice, oh, yeah, and they're yeah. they're like freaking out, and like they're walking through the foliage and stuff, and all the umber- underbrush, and then you'll see one go down. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I've like, seen oh, that. I've seen that. Shooting. Well, you know, bu- Bucketheads. If you haven't, have you watched it? You got to go. Watch I have not it, seen okay? Bucketheads. You got to go. You just look it up on YouTube. You got to go watch it. The the opening of it, the the very first episode, takes place at the Battle of Endor. So this is kind of like a remnant. 
situation after the fact. But it's it's on indoor and it's crazy. That might maybe that was the one that cause no, it seems like, it's it, 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 it. You see, he walks, but not to that degree. I mean, they're off. This this no, this is one of those things like he goes by a bush and you see a stormtrooper no, down there. Everybody's like, oh god, what was that? that? I've seen that. That's not this. Okay, okay. Uh, but you know, they're engaging with with rebels and stuff, and, and it's it's really really cool. So you got to watch that. But I like that aspect of it. So well, I, long story I, it, short, that's what I think is cool. Well, you know, it's always going to go down to who's writing the story. Well, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah that's, so that's fact. That's you're going to have that. Uh, you know, I would probably lean more towards the rebellion, just just because you know. Yeah, you're good. Havoc. Well, exactly. I am, but uh, the Empire had really cool toys. I mean, they got really cool the, the rebellion had junk. Yeah, everything they had was junk. But the Empire paid. They 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 poured money into things that they shouldn't have poured money into. If they'd have just listened to Grand Admiral Thrawn. <laughs> Instead of, I knew he was going to work up Thrawn. Yeah, I've got to work up the man, Thrawn. They, if they wouldn't have funneled so much money into Stardust, aka is the Death Star, and pushed that money instead into the Advanced Tie Interceptor pro, or the uh, Tide Defender project, Tide Defender, shielded, uh, hyperdrive, more weapons. Looks really nice. It's nice. I mean, it was. You're going to dust the hell out of everybody. X Wings ain't got a it chance. Was, it was a great game. Uh, oh, yeah. When you, when, yeah. You, when you got it in the game. And I mean, God, we're going back to computers. TIE Fighter. TIE yeah, Fighter, baby. Uh, on, the, on the computer. And when you got the TIE Defender. Yeah, man. And You're it was good. cool because there's, there's one mission where Vader is your wingman. It says, be careful giving orders to Lord Vader. I told him. Yeah, I told yeah. him what to do all the time. He's yeah, like, "Said yeah. I should have." I just yeah. Yeah. turned but, the power button off. But you know, he he wanted that funding, and it was it was in essence between him and Tarkin, uh, because Tarkin because Tarkin pulled pretty much pulled the project away from the Krennic. Yeah, and uh, and that's that's how it ended up being. But yeah, I, they got cool stuff. I mean, yeah, cool I mean, stuff. they got cool stuff. They got uh, cool stuff. But you know, the thing the thing with Star Wars is. There, there is something for everybody, in there, yep, which yep. I think is great. Uh, it may not be the best stuff because you know you could be flying in the fastest hunk of junk. <laughs> <laughs> that's good in stuff. The She's got it where it counts. Yeah, that's, um, that's true. But you know, it, it, it's one of those things you could you could talk about it forever, um, and I don't think that you would ever get fans to agree. No, but that's the beauty of it as well. You know, but. There's so many different stories left to tell. That's true, and I, I think that's the thing that you really like is the fact that it is different well, like stories. They dig, they're, they're now digging into getting into the minutia, different that, things, the minutia. minutia, but different things other than space wizards. Yeah, they're, they're doing some different things. Why do you I hate like the Jedi? So. I don't. I, I like Sith better, but I, I don't. I don't have a problem with it. I just like to see the other thing. But you know, anyway, we're, we're it's ramble, 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 as Tim likes to say. So, all right, man. All right, well, let's see what else is going around this place. Well, you know, we've been talking about how awesome this show is and how surprised we are with the sheer number of people that have been coming through here. So we thought, let's grab the guys that are responsible for this show, and we appreciate one for you guys having us up here, and we appreciate that. Introduce yourselves for us, please. Uh, hey, I'm Lee White. Uh, I'm Jeremy Trimnell. All right. So what what got us here? Uh, we we did research for about four years, um, trying to find out if this area would would uh, be able able to hold a geek type of uh, yeah. festival. 
Uh, we've been in the business of traveling around and uh, doing vending at various comic shows. Um, I, I've been going for about almost 10 years. Yeah. I think uh, about seven or eight for me. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we knew this area was hungry for it, you know, uh, anywhere west of Haywood County. And, and uh, yeah, we, we knew it. <laughs> but it's it's interesting, and we talked about it a little earlier, and I think I talked to you just a few minutes ago. Mm-hmm. That we've been to a bunch of different cons at, diff- at different sizes and different uh, geographical area and mm-hmm. areas and things. And this one is really, really busy and has been much busier than some of the ones we've been to that have been in a little bit larger places. And, and I think that's probably it right there, right? That they were just hungry for, for something close. Oh, oh yeah, most, most definitely. Um, because... Uh, with us being you know, basically surrounded by mountains, a lot of people don't go over multiple mountain ranges. Mm-hmm. So going east into you know the Asheville area, Hendersonville area, uh, really doesn't happen much for for the majority of these counties back here. Yeah, yeah. Wes, well, I mean, I'm. It reminds me of being back home because we come from a small town. Mm-hmm. We don't have anything like this. And it just seems like everybody in town has shown up because I'm seeing families walking around. Everybody's dressed up. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've got a lot of vendors in his space. And, I mean, people that have made stuff. It's not, you know, all box store. I use the air quotes right. on that. Box store. It's like there's a lot of handmade items here. I'm, and I love small shows. That's that's my thing is because you can get around to see everything. I still haven't been around to see everything yet. Because like we'd get into areas and it, there was so many people and they're all looking. You're like, oh, I'll come, I'll come back, I'll come back. Uh-huh. That's got to be great for oh, you guys. Oh, most definitely. I mean, with as much time as Jeremy and I have spent uh, on the road, we we basically handpicked the people that were going to be here because we recognize the type of quality uh, you know that we wanted to represent at this convention, and uh, you know. We just wanted to make sure that the people that came in could get actual, you know, quality things, one-of-a-kind items, stuff like that. And uh, that's one of the things that I've heard a lot of people talk about was the diversity of our vendors and artists. And so it's been really nice. Yeah, that's good. It, it does. <clears throat> and with one list size, you don't necessarily have table after table after table that have the exact same things on these tables. So uh, we, we, it, it's pretty neat. I mean, I've seen some neat things here that uh, I hadn't seen anywhere else before and and i always find that interesting when you come to shows just to see what um different vendors and different things are are like that so this has been obviously pretty successful so far for you guys right must have um i mean we've only been going for about um four hours now and we're close to a thousand yeah fantastic uh, yeah i mean we had a uh, jeremy you want to tell them what number you wanted oh wow um yeah i was Hoping for at least 300 through the door this morning. Well, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to call it a success then. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so does that mean you're going to do this again? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah most definitely. Well, that's, that's got to make you feel good as a, as a quote-unquote show promoter that the community has really supported you guys, that they've, they've turned out in mass to come to your show. I mean, that's got to be a great feeling for you, that, you know, the interest. You're right. It's, it's here. Yeah. Yeah, most definitely. I mean, I think it's neat, too, because, you know, one, it's it's business, something that you're doing. 
but you're also allowing folks to <clears throat> come and express uh, a, a part of themselves that, um, that that they may not be able to in their normal lives or anywhere else because they can come here rely on other people and, right. and, and get to geek out or nerd out or whatever you want. Right. One of the things that... that I uh, mean, the Riddler and Catwoman just walked by. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, one of the things that is fascinating with comic and, and uh, geek type of conventions is exactly that, is that people can just come out as who they are. Uh, I talk to a lot of people that are like, so what, so what do you do for a living? I'm a doctor, I'm a lawyer, you know, police officers, you know, just all these uh, people that normally can't express that type of, you know, geekiness. Right. You know, and uh, I remember one time in Lexington, Kentucky, this guy came in and he was in Pokemon um, pajamas. And I asked him, and he was a lawyer. That's awesome. Yeah, man. <clears throat> because there's nothing wrong with it. No, and, and that's and that's not. what's and that's what's. And another thing that I noticed: there's a lot of cosplay, uh, and you know, you don't necessarily. We haven't necessarily seen a whole lot of cosplay at a. And I say smaller. This isn't oh, yeah. really that yeah. small, but smaller places you really don't see but you, I've seen a lot of it here yeah which is really cool and that, that, that lets you know people are comfortable enough to come in and, and, and just have fun yeah well once again it's you know because this area was very hungry for it yeah and uh, you know and we're just absolutely blown away yeah before too long you're gonna have to find a bigger place well, well, there is two buildings. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. there you go. Yeah, there is two buildings. Oh, you got plenty of room to expand right here. Yeah. Because this is a good place, and next year when you have it, um, or the next time that you have uh-huh. it, let us know so that we can uh, uh, post it out to our listeners. Because uh, oh, you know definitely. we we, we you know we're, we like to expand into this area and get people to, to come and do these kind of things. Plus, yeah. maybe the way we came in is right off the interstate. Yeah. So it's it's very accessible. Yeah. I mean, it's I forty exit twenty four. Yeah. Right here. I mean, yeah. right here. I mean, yeah. and you're in between. You're closer to Asheville than you are to Knoxville, but you're still in the. Yeah. You're yeah. in between. So yeah. both of those metropolitan areas, you can come right in and, and check it out. So it's now, awesome. one of the things I wanted to mention is that you were talking about the flow of how vendors and artists. Mm-hmm. Jeremy was very deliberate on how the flow of, of the room went and 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 who what vendors were close. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't want to, like, stack too many. Like, if they had any any similarities, I tried to separate them a little bit. That yeah. way they're not right on top of each other. <clears throat> well, that bodes well for them. Yeah. Too, because, I mean, you, it, it would be uncomfortable to se- be selling something and somebody walk up to you and go, well, that guy right there has, has you know, or, you or whatever. You yeah. at each other for the entire show. But what that does is <clears throat> it also gets people to walk all mm-hmm. the way through and yeah. see everything and then go back and, and, and make purchases if they want to. So, yeah, I like that. That's a good idea. That, that's the yeah. forethought versus, I mean, you guys obviously care enough to do it the right way <clears throat> versus folks that are just, you know, Trying to rake in the chips, you know what I mean? Right. I mean, because we do this for our business anyway, I mean, as far as, like, vending and and stuff like that. So, uh, I mean, we've seen the good and the bad and the ugly when it comes to certain conventions of all different sizes. Yes. I mean, we've done conventions of where there's only 300 people there. We've done conventions of where there's 100,000 people there. Right. And uh, and what's funny is that a lot of conventions, no matter the size or what state or city, a lot of them run into the same pitfalls. And, uh, you know, and and a lot of times it's just being open and honest with, with your vendors and artists and being like, so what would make this better for you? How would you be comfortable with it? <coughs> and uh, so we, we've, we've tried to provide, you know, 
enough volunteers to help for uh, you know for for the vendors and artists to take breaks, uh, get them lunch, stuff like that. So, well, I'll tell you this: there's been more people come over here and ask if we needed anything than I yeah. think we've ever had <laughs> anywhere. Yeah. So, so that's pretty cool. But before we let you guys go, what uh, I, I know that you you guys have done vending and stuff like you said for other things, but it. What got you into this genre of things? I mean, what's your what's your thing? What do you like? I mean, what, you like sci-fi? You like fan? What, what's your thing? Um, for me, I've always I've always been into retro video games. Oh yeah, and, uh, I worked hunted out at Smiley's Flea Market for years, just trying to buy stuff that I wanted. And I figured out that I could buy a little bit. I could buy like a lot to get one thing and yeah. sell the rest and make my money back. There you go. And just kind of turned that into uh, like a hobby, and then. Figured out somewhere along the line that if I could get into a convention, generally if people are into anime, comics, what have you, they're going to be into video games too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just started doing that and picked so up video a games small is shows. your thing. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. Uh, for me, I saw Star Wars in 1977. Yeah. And enough uh, said. <laughs> and there it uh, is. so from there on out, I started selling uh, comic books and toys. Uh, about six months after I got my driver's license. All right. So, what, 87, 88, somewhere around there. And, and so I've been selling stuff, <laughs> in some cases, out of my trunk. Right. <laughs> you know. But you got to have a love for the stuff. Oh, yeah, most and, definitely. And, and, and most definitely. To, to really be. I mean, you see people that are just doing it for the purpose of money, and I don't know that those are the most successful people if you really like what you what you got. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, some of the items that I sell... Um, I like them, and they don't sell well. Certain ones, but I like them. Uh, sometimes I, I get them wholesale just so that I can have them. There you go. <laughs> I like it. No, heck yeah. Got to pad that collection a little there you bit. Go. <laughs> uh, actually, since I've been doing this more, I've been reducing my collection because rooms like this are dangerous. For your wallet, yes, <laughs> yeah, yes. Yeah. yeah, the ATM over. Here, I'm glad that it, it must have gotten filled recently because there's been a line at it. Yeah, so that's yeah. a good thing for your vendors. That's a good thing. So anybody that's listening to our show that that is a vendor, we do know some guys that are vendors and, and ladies. Um, look up this one and consider seeing if they'll let you come to this yeah. one here too because they are people are selling things because we're sitting at the booth with Tolgar Games and the guys are working the register like crazy. So that's a good thing. Yeah, I mean, all we have to have to do is either get in touch with uh, Great Smoky. Not Great Smoky. Nope. Smoky Mountain Smoky Geek Expo. Expo. There you go. Smoky Mountain Geek Expo. It, <laughs> Where am I? I don't no, know. No, I no we, anytime we come to shows, we always talk to try to talk to the show promoters, right. and they're always just like you at this point. They're, they're, right right they're just a little frazzled <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and a little, a little wore bit. out. Um, but they can just check out Smoky Mountain Geek Expo. Or dot uh, com, or they could check out uh, Geek Mountain. You can just look up Geek Mountain. I'm not going to go through the whole address, but and uh, who are you? Uh, Red Finds Games. Yeah. Red Finds Games. All right. Yeah. There you go. Instagram, Facebook. Oh, wow. Yeah. All, all yeah. Both of us on basically everything. Good deal. All right. Yeah. Thanks for taking the time away from organizing this great great show. Oh, well, thank, you, thank you for allowing us to come up and, and, and spend some time here and talk to some people. That means a lot to us too. So. Yeah. Well, you had seats, and I had no problem sitting down. I appreciate that. <laughs> I like. Hey, we will take that. He'll take it. All right, fellas. Thank you so much. All right. Thanks. Whatever that is, do your best.
I don't. I'm not even gonna listen to you. I'm gonna do whatever. All right. Ladies. As long as there's nothing March crazy. Fans and gazes and disapproval. Ladies and gentlemen, as you uh, longtime listeners may know from our show, that we like to play a little game named Super Fight, and we've had several instances of Cortland versus the Redneck Wes. Yeehaw. <laughs> so we were promised a rematch, so here we go. There we go. So uh, now, let's, let's preface this. Cortland's been talking a lot of smack. He has been talking a lot of smack mm, as of late. about that? He's, He's been, been talking, talking a lot of smack. smack. <laughs> yes, yes. He has been keyboard warrior in this thing. Oh so God. here we go. <laughs> no. All right. No, seriously. All right. So uh, since we are guests of Tolgard, yeah. do you want uh, the first card pulled or the second card pulled? You know, I like the number two better than one, so All I'll right. take two. Wes, you are Godzilla. Oh, not again. <laughs> okay. And Cortland is the Loch Ness Monster. Okay, that's... That's doable. It's yeah. doable. Okay. okay, these are the uh, <clears throat> the weapons, right? Yes. All right. Wes, you command an army of disposable minions. <laughs> <laughs> and Cortland can fly... At the speed of molasses. <laughs> All, right. All right. Now. Where are we fighting at? Well, that's what I'm... Uh, this is another complication. We're going to throw in the purple cards, okay? Uh, the purple cards. All right. Wes. Uh, or, oh, it's just together. Sorry. Fighters are bungee jumping next to each other. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> We're either really high or I'm not getting anywhere. And the location... Is deep in the Amazon forest. Deep. So, to repeat, the fight is occurring deep in the Amazon forest. While we are bungee jumping. You are bungee jumping next to each other. The redneck West is Godzilla, commanding an army of disposable minions. And Cortland is the Loch Ness monster that can fly at the speed of molasses. Now, All bungee right. jumping, I'm not so sure the molasses is even going to matter. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, so for context, I'm a dumb blonde, as people might know. Uh, what, what is that? Does, does that mean I'm slow or fast? Slow. Slow, yeah, that's what I figured. That, yeah, that means slow. <laughs> that means slow if you're having to fly. So. I mean, that's, okay. See, I don't have to fly. That's true. I can, right. I can just bungee jump. All right. So. All right. So, <laughs> let the bout begin. And, Cortland, you have the floor. All right, so while we're just jumping up in the air, in the on the bungees or whatever, <laughs> in the, in the Amazon forest, I'm just gonna whack my tail around, <laughs> just like slap your minions like nobody's business, just pretend they're not even there, just like sl- <laughs> whack, whack 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 the tail around and then yeah. just like try to like an- gnaw on you the entire time, trying to eat you one bit by bit. I don't know. Okay, <laughs> point of reference: the Loch Ness monster has been. Estimated between 50 and 60 feet long. Yeah. Godzilla is over 350 foot tall. Oh, he doesn't care. <laughs> so, seeing how he can fly at the speed of mm-hmm. molasses, uh, might as well say that he is a stationary floating target. I must interject. Okay. You're not flying. I'm he, not flying. He's flying. He's not either. 
Ah, he's, he's falling. He's he's falling. You're With both style. falling. <laughs> bungee jumping. Okay, point of reference. How high up are we bungee jumping from? Because I am 350 feet tall. Well, that might not bode mm. well for you. So I just lay down. <laughs> yeah. So I would think you just stay there. I don't. You won't, you don't I'm even just, bungee jump. <laughs> You're, you're, you're. So as I let out a primal scream that <coughs> shakes the foundation of the jungle, I annihilate Cortland with my radioactive laser breath. Mm-hmm. Okay, we well, see. I fry the Loch Ness monster to a crisp. Mm-hmm. See, I'm smaller and more nimble. I can probably like jump well, around. Well, my you. minions that you're smacking around <laughs> while you're trying to bungee jump <laughs> at the speed of molasses <laughs> are keeping you in one area, and I just obliterate everything in my path. All right. Let me let me get some clarification on this. Where are your minions? They they're bungee jumping beside <laughs> Cortland. Apparently, <laughs> no, no, they can't be. You are the only people bungee jumping. Okay, but so I can't. Oh, okay, okay. Well, seeing how they are not bungee jumping, then they are therefore not tied to whatever we are bungee jumping from. Yes. According to you, we are both attached to bungee cables that are yes. attached to something, yes. whatever it is that we are... A bridge. We'll say a bridge. A bridge. Yes. You know right. what I do to bridges. Oh, God. <laughs> All right, now hear me out here. The minions are probably just occupied with the Amazon forest. There's like so many other no, creatures no, around no, there. No, I like, command. I oh, command okay. the minions to eat the ropes that are bungee <laughs> jumping. So as he's falling at the speed of molasses, because we're bungee jumping, you know, and I'm... He's not well, flying. See, I'm it, opting oh, not to flying. fly. No, he's not flying. I know. I said he's, he's falling at the speed of molasses. Right, right. You know, because we're <laughs> jumping. And seeing how we jumped off like a 400-foot gasm in, in the Amazon, I'm like, I'm already on the ground. Is it also raining at this time? Do, do <laughs> well, we, that is not specified in the cards, Corwin. Damn it. <laughs> I always hate that. I'm just like, all right, what's what's the exact concept? You're, you're not Cobra Commander with the, uh, the, the, weather the, dominator. the weather dominator. Damn it. So. All right, all right. <laughs> The power invested in me by uh, the fact that I'm behind the microphone declare that bout a draw. Hmm. Interesting to say. This is why. This is why. I fried him with my radio breath. You're too big. You're going to bungee jump down and and hit the ground because you're too big. Well, if I jump, I just land on my feet. All right. Next bout because that's a draw. Uh, All right. Here we go. So... uh, you go first this time, so okay. you are the Yeti. <laughs> Wes is the common cold. <laughs> we are, uh, you're fighting for custody of, uh, let's see, custody of a box of uh, Bojangles biscuits on court TV. Okay. On Court TV. Is, On Court it, TV. is it just Court TV, the channel, or yes, is it channel. Court? Okay, yeah. a specific uh, show. Right. The Yeti can summon infinite tramplings. <laughs> well, not again. And the, and the common cold is armed with a machete. That, okay, now that doesn't make... And, All right. Uh, we've, that, let me get a different card for the location. An old rope bridge over lava. We'll see how I am the common yes. cold... You go first, Wes. I am I am the common cold, so I, I'm I'm only going to last anywhere from four to seven days. Mm-hmm. But I am wielding machetes. <laughs> I don't know as how or yeti, why, but you you do. As, you. <laughs> as as the yeti has walked out onto the bridge and trying to intimidate the common cold wielding a machete, 
I basically pull an Indiana Jones and slice oh, no. the bridge over the lava. But see, but see how I am a common cold. Wait, I, I make sure as as the Yeti is using the walk, using the ropes to come across. I get on his hand. I cut the rope, causing him to fall. As I infect him with a cold on his way to the lava. Well, what about dies. the Bojangles biscuits? Yeah, that's what I was about to say. <laughs> <laughs> so, what's the what's the details on? We're that? fighting you're, for custody. You're fighting for custody. Neither of they are wards of the state <laughs> at this point. We'll see. All There's you're going to do is just put bacteria on it. In, I'm in North Carolina eating Bojangles biscuits because we were horrible parents. I, I'm just going to consume the hell out of the biscuits. <laughs> so just I'm, I'm just stole the biscuits. <laughs> All right, you, you steal the you're biscuits. Up. He's falling in the lava. <laughs> you have had your floor. It is now Cortland's turn See, on the floor. I don't even know what to do in this scenario. See, <laughs> you fall you, into the lava and fight. die. See, I'm on. I'm on the bridge, and the Eddie's like, it, it's under lo- the lava's underneath me. So I'm like, yes. the Eddie's usually in like the Himalayas or whatever. Yeah. Is that is that right? So like, I'm. The lava's not going to do too well with me. No. Like, I'm, well, you're covered in fur, so I'm, you're I'm probably going to ignite. I'm going to be suffering. Yes. <laughs> and you, have you, a common cold. And you're, you have you're, a cold. You're, you're, you're not supporting your fight right now, is what I'm trying to tell you. I, I can't get out of this scenario. <laughs> no, I don't think you can. I think Wes wins that bout. <laughs> All right, tiebreaker time. What do you do in that scenario? <laughs> I don't know. But we're going to go for the, you die. the tiebreaker. Well, tiebreaker, I'm a, up. I'm up it's one not, nil. Well, that's that's true. This game we're, sucks. We're going to go to two. <laughs> we're going to go to two, two, uh, two victory points here, all right? Okay. So, Cortland is a Hydra. Okay. More promising. Okay. And Wes is a roller derby girl. I got this. All right. Roller derby chicks. Uh, Hydra has machine guns for legs. This is my chance. <laughs> and the Derby girl was bitten by a radioactive uh, scuba diver. <laughs> Yay. Right. Okay, I'm going to be creative you're, on this You're one. fighting on a desert island, and right. you are both uh, fighters. You're inside a giant robotic sloth. We're inside a robotic sloth. On a desert island. On a desert island. Yes. I've been bitten by a radioactive scuba Wait, diver. Stand by. Yes. It's, it's, <laughs> I'm just trying to wrap yeah, my head yeah, around yeah, all yeah, this yeah, stuff. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, that is all the information you have. You can go all from right. there. Cortland, you uh, begin. I don't, I don't think that Desert Island location matters too much. We're inside the robot. All right. I'm, I just have machine guns for, for legs. Mm-hmm. Yes, all right. That's correct. I'm just going to just Rambo your ass. <laughs> just, just, and also, if I, if I can't kill you the bullets, I'm just going to try to eat you. All right. Okay. So he's and he's, also, if you cut off one of my heads, you know, two more take its place. Yeah, that's that's why I'm not cutting your heads off because I'm, I'm not stupid. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> Seeing how this I this is self-explanatory. <laughs> Red, radioactive scuba, scuba diver bit you. I, I don't so know I what have that the does powers for you. Of a radioactive scuba diver. <laughs> Whatever, Whatever that, that means. <laughs> 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 Whatever that is. But I'm a roller derby chick. Yes, you are. So that means I have skates. True. But can you They're out quads? Can you outflank me? In quads, well, you said. We're in quads. Yeah, we're not. We're not. <laughs> you're doing squ- quad skates. Yes. Yeah, I got you. 
four wheelchair. That's what. No, that's what yeah, okay. I understand what you're talking about. We're inside the robotic armadillo or sloth. Sloth. sloth, sloth. Yes. Okay, so I'm yeah, assuming, so it moves very slowly well, robotically. Yeah, uh, but I mean, there's insides. You know, some. Yeah. Are we going with the the open area? Sure. Just for sure. Okay. As Cortland starts to shoot at me in my zigzag pattern on my quad skates, I build up enough momentum, and I so I start doing a figure eight around it. He eventually will run out of bullets. My radioactive scuba powers have helped me hold my breath as I build up enough speed. Okay, I'm causing a vacuum inside, which is causing the hydra to run out of air. Because I can skate really fast because I can hold my breath. I'm going around as he passes out. Is that how that works? That's how it works. Shut up. I'm on my floor. Mm, whatever. So he's run out of bullets, and he's possibly ricocheted and killed himself because, I mean, it's Cortland. You know. Well, can bullets kill hydras? I imagine. Yeah. Does not require a magical weapon. Exactly. So as, he, as he's just ricocheting all over the place, and I'm dodging because, you know, roller derby chicks are tough, hard to bring down Yep. on my quad skates. As Cortland has shot himself to pieces at this point. I use my radioactive scuba diving strength. I don't know where it came from, but I have radioactive scuba diving strength. I break open. This is out of control. I break open the emergency exit to the to the mechanical sloth, hop out, and watch it plummet into the ocean at a very slow rate of speed. So you're going to stand there for hours watching it go into the... Hey, I, can, I can do this all day. I'm a radioactive scuba no, diver. I can do this all day. <laughs> <laughs> so as I'm this mechanical sloth drops further and further beneath the waves, I oh, okay. bid a duty cord. Do you have a rebuttal cord? He's dead. So how do we know that the sloth is not going towards the ocean? Who's controlling it? I don't... Is it... It's an island, dude. That's, that's beyond the scope of this match. I, I it's an island. They're, it's it's probably, surrounded by water. I imagine it's probably stationary. Never said it moves. I had it moving. It's so, well, very slow. It's just moving very, very slow. Well, see, what if I... See, if I'm You're ricocheting dead, all of... No, hang on. Hang on. <laughs> if I'm, before I'm dead, clearly I'm dead, apparently. Serious. Before I'm dead, I'm ricocheting I'm bullets all over the place. Yeah. All right, so I'm the controls are probably screwed know. up. I probably shot the controls to death. It probably malfunctions. Probably doesn't even so work anytime anymore. Anytime anything malfunctions in the movies, like when the controls get shot up, it always explodes. So, so what if we both slow, die? Well, I done jumped out, dude. Because I hit the emergency exit <laughs> with did. my super scuba. What if I ricochet a bullet on the way out? I deflect it with my quad skate. I don't. Squ- have you ever seen a quad skate? You've never probably seen a quad skate because you're. Very young. Okay, don't date me. They are, <laughs> they are like 35 tons of like, but you're steel. Right. So, he's yeah. out of line, but he's right. <laughs> no, I'm talking about like the old, oh, yeah, like yeah. The old ones from the 80s. Yeah, they're, you know, it's like tank armor. So I've deflected the bullet on my way out. I will be waved off. Mark, Mark in the corner. Oh. Froze in the white towel. <laughs> It was so that that one was very very close, but I gotta say, because I I laughed till I almost coughed about the roller derby girl going in circles and creating a vacuum and all this other kind of stuff. Yes, pretty amazing. I do believe the roller derby girl comes out with a couple of flesh wounds. Yeah, it, and it's pretty. But close. as I, I slowly skate away, as the the sloth explodes behind me and that's, that's falls pretty into good. the ocean. <laughs> no, that's good. That's good. But uh, unfortunately. I think Wes came out on that one. 
That one was closer. That one was definitely He's getting closer. better. Yeah, and, and no joke. He's getting better. You really are. <laughs> you really are. I mean, I'm going to be real with the audience. I'm not really a, a great role player, so. <laughs> <laughs> no, but no, you no, you. Use I think some, Mark's ever trying to coach him, though. He's, no, you used some actual uh, um, actual uh, logic in that. Yeah. No, no joke, seriously. Yeah. That was pretty good. And I know that the fans are, are, are fans of Cortland and enjoy when he comes on and plays games with us. So well, I, have, uh, we, we I don't even know that. if I have fans. <laughs> you have fans, sir. You have fans. So. Uh, anyway, we appreciate you coming. And, and if you want to see Cortland, you can you can go yes. up to the store. And all, and all jokes, seriously, no joke at all. Go up to the uh, Pittsburgh store. And uh, what's the address over there, Cortland? Uh, let's see if I can remember this off the top of my head. Two seven two four Teaster Lane. Yes, and it's across. And, Forge, and it's across from. Uh, uh, it's across from the old pottery. Uh, downtown Flavortown, Coffee Armory, all that stuff. Yep, all that good stuff. And the uh, the there's a, a big swing and a drop yes. line, all that kind of stuff there that me and Brady did. There's, there's like it's a right across the street. Uh, gra- open grass area with like giant chess and checkerboard. Yes, they, yes, it's like cool. Families can come. It's a cool place to go. So, yeah. so swing by and <laughs> check out the store. See Cortland. He'll yeah. sign autographs for free. Mm. He, he, he will sign autographs. <laughs> he might charge after this one. I don't know. <laughs> but go by and see see our buddy Cortland. So all right, appreciate it, buddy. buddy. Thank you. You know, Mark's our good buddy from Tollguard Games. And he may not we, be after this weekend. Well, that's I don't true, know. That's true. <laughs> this, this has been fun. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he uh, when we first uh, come up to the store in Pigeon Forge and talk to you, you talked about we talked about how the store uh, in Silva in there became a thing, and you you professed how much your wife uh, did to help support you in that. Yes. And you, I, we just watched you walk over there and drag her over here. <laughs> well, <laughs> so, yeah. So, so I, we, we want to talk to, we want to talk to Melissa and see how, yeah. uh, uh, and, and as I said before, you know, it, 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 it takes support to do these kind of big endeavors like you're doing. Yes. And um, so how in the world did he talk you into this? It's kind of like the, the question, how, how did in the world did he, did, did he come to you and go, hey, you know what I want to do is, uh, is throw everything into these game stores. <laughs> so, well, actually it was kind of my idea. Yeah. Hey. I think he did say that. Yeah, he did say that. So oh, over Valentine dinner. Yeah. Right. Yeah. What better way to say I love you than to open a game store? I think it's a pretty, uh, pretty amazing idea. So, yep. how's that? That's. I know there's some stress into it too, but uh, I'm sure it's happy too, right? Doing something oh, yeah. that you really like. Definitely. He was working at WCU University and just wasn't very happy. So. Yeah, take a chance. Like, yeah, why not? Because a lot of people are too afraid to take the chance, and you never know what you're missing. Right. Now, uh, uh, we know that he's a he's a game board freak and loves game, game board games. Rather, you, you I play, play game. Do you? Yeah, yeah, but not not the strategic games or anything too complicated. What is it that you I like? I like more the party games, like um, Cars Against Humanity, or yeah, or like the was it the Asmodee games, like Ticket to Ride, and yeah. Um, code names and stuff like that that's easy to easy yeah to the, the the ones that don't require hours to play yeah, yeah I'm, I'm i'm with you on that one <laughs> card games are fun yeah. you know i mean Cortland doesn't unless you're Cortland. Cortland doesn't think card games are fun anymore but <laughs> we, he's like whatever he, he may decide to hate games now and you've lost an employee i'm sorry <laughs> no, no. i also like the pretty games like um, yeah. what's that the one with the uh the panda bears Oh, uh, uh, Takanoko. Yeah. Yeah. That's um, pretty cool. It's yeah. right there, actually. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what oh, right reminded there. me of it. Oh, okay. There's a little, yeah, like the, the whole thing is that the panda is uh, eating b- bamboo, and you have you have to, like, 
<clears throat> position him in a way that he'll eat the right colors to get you the points you need. Oh, okay. And in the mean, meantime, the, the farmer, who's the other big piece, he has to move around to get the bamboo to grow. Right. So uh, the strategy there is making sure they're they're where you want them to to get the colors you need. <laughs> so do you guys um, do you guys play games with the kids as well too? I mean, is it oh, like yeah. like family game night kind of a thing? Yeah, yep. we try. Um, we don't always have the time, but they always. Well, they're young too yeah. right now. I can see, but yeah, uh, they do have their favorites. Yeah, <laughs> well, what do they like that you guys um, do? Zane likes Quirkle. Okay. Which is like a, a you're matching the. Colors, or you're matching the shapes. Colors okay. and tiles, uh, colored tiles with shapes on it. Yeah, yeah. You, you get points for matching the colors and for the shapes. Okay, all right. Yeah, he also likes another game that hasn't been printed in like 20 years called Compatibility, which is a really fun game. You essentially get like a, a prompt, like um, I, I, I don't know, a rain or something is your prompt, and you have to go through this deck and pick out a bunch of cards that you you think match that. Okay. And then you, you you see how compatible you are with your partner because they'll oh, okay. they'll they'll have those cards as well. they have an identical deck, and so every every direct match you get a point, and every indirect match you or every direct you get two points, and every indirect you get one. Oh, okay, all like, right. Like if our firsts are the same, we get more points than if uh, I pick the same one, um, but like in a different order. Okay, yeah, right. he likes that game. <laughs> what about the what about the daughter? What does she like? Um, she likes Ticket to Ride Junior. Okay, you know I've heard, I, I've never played Ticket to Ride, but you talked about it in the in like I guess almost every time we've talked to you about it, we talk about games. It's a staple. Yeah, yeah. and it's uh, it's huge apparently, and 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 I actually had people comment on that episode that, and oh, send me messages and go, I want to play Ticket to Ride yeah. now because you talked about it so much. And there's there's so many variants on it. We brought one that's like no, that's Catan. Never mind, but. Like they've got different um, locations that have different rules. Like the the one that's around uh, Great Britain, you you have to some of the trains have to go underwater. Okay. Uh, and some of them, you know, have to go over bridges and stuff. So there's special rules based on each location. Nice. Which gives you variety to get other locations. I mean, I, I it's it's fun being able to get the kids involved in something that you like too. And because we've talked about that several times before, where Wes's kids uh, build costumes and things like he likes to do, and 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 I watch all the Star Wars stuff with my daughter and then my, my son helps me do some of the modeling and, yeah. and, and miniature stuff and things like that so I think it's really good to be able to uh, to show your kids that this type of stuff is okay to do it's yep. fun to do don't care what anybody else says about it, it this is what we do and oh, I yeah. think that's really awesome so. we, we try and mix video games in there too there's yeah. um, like Minecraft Dungeons which is like a I don't know if oh. you ever played Diablo it's like a <laughs> Diablo yeah uh, you, you've played Diablo I guess. The, the original was, yeah. was Probably one of the greatest games ever made. Well, you know, in, in Minecraft itself, for video games, is a fabulous game. Oh, they love Minecraft. For kids. I mean, my, my son and my daughter bonded over that game. Now, they're they're yeah. six years apart, right? Yeah. And my daughter is 19, and it, her and her some of her longtime friends, kind of like us playing D&D, longtime friends have played that so much, she's got an Enderman tattooed on her shoulder. Oh, wow. Nice. And, awesome. with, with roses all around <laughs> it and stuff, because she loves it so It meant that much to her. And, and the analytical work in it and the adventure and stuff, she actually is in, um, <clears throat> she's in University of Tennessee, Knoxville, in journalism school, and she wrote an article about Minecraft and all oh. of the things that, oh, that are positive awesome. about it for one of her classes. So I think that's really cool. Yeah, Zane, Zane likes to watch videos on uh, like the different tricks that you can do. Like, yeah. you know, 
like jumping off high heights and like right before you hit the ground, you you dump a bucket of water and it stops you from taking fall damage. Oh, yeah. that's cool. Like There's an, some physics in there. A yeah, bit. yeah. Well, I mean, lack of physics. Well, honestly, you, know you can't do saying. that. But yeah, no. Yeah, but and that's pretty neat. And and uh, you know, I, I hate this this whole cliche thing of like, oh, you got to limit the amount of time your kids do this, and they all they need to do is this. And I don't agree with that because my son from a very young age started was playing Minecraft and stuff and now he told us the other day at 13 he goes I want to be a, a structural engineer I want to yeah. build things you know this is what I want to do because I've done this kind of stuff and, and, and it gets their mind going right. and stuff and it I think that's it. Yeah. yeah all yeah. these games you've got here in front of us the, the great majority of them any, any kids can play too oh and yeah definitely it builds those things helps them communicate with each other and things like that. And I think that's something that's lacking in, in young people today is the ability to communicate with each other. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, you have to think about it sometimes, but, like, yes, yeah, so like uh, this Isle of Cats right here is, like, spatial awareness. You have to get as many cats as you can on your boat, <laughs> like Tetris pieces. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Uh, and they're cats, or, which you is know, always but, good. But in general, like, strategy games are always about planning ahead. Yeah. So, yeah, all these, like, every game has at least some skills that you can gain from it, and it's so... It's a good value for kids to start early. Yeah. yeah. Zane even tried to play chess for a while there. Yeah. That's cool. That <clears throat> that's a that's a He'll come back around. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yes, <laughs> yes, 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 yeah, yeah, obviously. But uh, hey, you know, that that I, I think it was neat. I'm glad that, that Mark got you to come over and talk to us because uh, we, one thing we talk about a lot is is including the family in this uh, this genre of stuff. Well and, and the fact that Melissa whatever. was the one that said do it. Yeah, yeah, that that's 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 cool because I mean we had we had great talk the first time when we were talking about this this whole world that they yep. built and he was like okay you got this story and he's like oh my wife was kind of the one that talked me into doing it and well, it's like and knowing that you've got that support at home oh yeah, yeah. definitely is yeah. great well and we thank you because we really think the world of of Bark and introduced us to Cortland and we like him an awful lot and, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no he's a great dude and uh, so yeah. Ed, Tollguard uh, games, uh, both in Silva and Pigeon Forge. Mark, Melissa, and the children, yeah. thank you guys for, for, for one, Mark, for inviting us up here, and, and, and thank you for coming, coming over. I know. Uh, <laughs> I was ra- just over there looking at the priest. Well, yeah, wrangling the kids and stuff, I know I know how that is, but, uh, but we appreciate you coming by and talking to us, too. Thank you. So, yeah. Wow. Hey, you know, it, it's fun. It's been a had, fun day. I had no idea what to expect when we got up here, and, and it's super fun. And it's been really cool hanging out with, with Mark and Cortland. And, yeah, they, and, and they've meeting, been great. They've they put up with us. And yeah, it's fun Melissa stuff. Melissa and the kids have, have came over. I think they've had a good time. Yeah, shoot you. Um, but, yeah, <clears> these, these these smaller shows that are gaining traction, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, think I just so. don't think you can beat them. No. Oh, well, I like I, any, any opportunity to come out to somewhere like this and do some fun stuff. I, that that's the stuff, and and people around here have been really excited and, and, and very energetic, and uh, and I, you got to give you got to give yeah, credit good, to good. Lee and Jeremy. Yeah. I mean, like people have come by uh, and checked on things. You know, do we need anything? I mean, they've been they've yeah, been they gave us drinks, gave us drinks, really cool. I mean, um, you know, they they've really taken good care of us. You know, Mark, Cortland, they they've been awesome. Um, yeah, they gave us some Bojangles. Bro, yeah, Melissa yeah. brought Bojangles. I mean, gee whiz. I just, I, we, we, maybe we should just go home with them. And <laughs> <laughs> but, no, this has been fun. And, and folks, you know, we're, um, you know, go follow the Facebook page and stuff for the, uh, for the con. And uh, be prepared to come to the next one. It's not too far away from Knoxville. It's really close to Asheville. So, uh, we know we have you fans like all over the place. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
So, but always support your. Actually, we always say support your local businesses, support your 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 uh, uh, local stores like Toll Guard, you know, and uh, and all that. you know, it's just it, that that's what we really support. And that's what we really like. So, well, I mean, those are the people that are investing in your community. Yep. I mean, yeah, you might have a big chain store. Or you might be able to get it a little cheaper on Amazon, but are they actually going to be sponsoring shows? Well, you can uh, walk in kids' baseball game, right? You can walk into Toll Garden. You can talk to either of these two guys or any of the other employees and go, "What do you? What is about this game?" And someone is going to be able to answer your question, absolutely, yeah, because they know the material, they know what they have. Or they're going to recommend something yeah. like, "Well, you might like that, but you might like this more." Yeah, you know, and and you know, there's different games you know like and i didn't realize that there was like you know younger versions of, of certain games oh yeah no it, so it, if you're looking for something for the family you know go in and, and, and talk to people at your local shop and they'll help you out that's right you know i mean like i said we've had a really good time up here and i'm i'm, I'm, I'm glad that we came and mark invited us and you know I, stay tuned you never know where we're going to be and what we're going to be doing next so <laughs> i Honestly, don't know, but we do have some exciting stuff coming this next week. Yes, and, uh, we do. don't know when it'll air, but it's, it's pretty freaking cool. So uh, <laughs> hopefully, we uh, you know we make it happen and get it done, and it's going to be awesome. So all right, man. And, and, until next time, Soul Ball Man Chad with the one and only, the amazing, the astonishing, and the victor in Super Fight once again, Redneck West. Yeehaw. Today's episode is brought to you by Roland Low Industries, customized 3D printing and designs, your source for all 3D printing and 3D designs. You can follow them on Facebook, Instagram, or their website, RolandLowIndustries.com. That's Roland without a G. And now, a sample of Lee Ellis's God Blood. He came up for Rogot's belly. He parried, elbowed Garagot in the teeth, then slammed him into a tree. Through the tree, and out the other side, and into the dirt. Splinters fell all round, and the severed tree came falling, crushing a giant mushroom to the earth. Garagot kicked Rogot, and he went soaring, flipped backwards and crashed down twenty paces away. The Mushroom King was up and after him. Rogot grabbed his axe, pulling up a handful of leaves with it, and leapt to his feet. Their weapons collided, and they were at it again, snarling, hacking, shoving, and punching, god blood thumping in their veins. Garagot thrusted the flat side of his blade hard against Rogot's axe, pressed him back, then shoved a crust-covered finger deep into Rogot's ear.